heaven with your ghost And I still tremble with the thought of your touch The empty seat beside me is never enough Moving past you truly broke my heart it was us against the world and now we've grown apart Everything good always comes to an end Moving on from you, I can't comprehend Help me up, you let me down when I needed you Now I'm living with your ghost And I still tremble at the thought of your touch The empty seat beside me is never I need to move on Wanna grow past the life we had I don't know if I'm that strong I try to be right for you But I couldn't change enough You needed someone more than me So you left with all my love Help me up, you let me down when I needed you the most You let me in, you took me out Now I'm living with your ghost And I still tremble at the thought of your touch The empty seat beside me These fucking headphones, man. Freaking a freak, freak, boom. What, 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 what? Chicka, 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 boom, boom. Chicka, 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 freak, 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 boom. Dude, you dancing sweet. Y'all crazy, man. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, um, gotta go to my stupid playback devices thing here. How you doing? Da 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 Pieces of shit. Hello? Hello? London calling. A London calling. So is John Holland not coming on today? Ah, oh, dude. You know, he kind of no-sold our uh, recording sesh this week. We we said, you know, a few days ago that we were going to be recording and he never got back to us. John's a mysterious dude, man. It's like we have all this magic shit going on right now. I can't get him on. Uh, Skype or Facebook, dude. So, 
Boo, dude. I got some some wacky news. I got like five stories. So apparently they leaked some Planeswalker cards, too. There's like a new Karn. Is that real? Is that thing? I think it's real. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been All right, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. Why is an ex-wife like a laxative? Because they both irritate the shit out of you. And joining me from Cast from XL, who do we have? Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. Uh, I didn't even realize that we were starting the show already. Hell yeah. Yep. It's happening. All right, I just want to get an intro in there because we'll just talk about shit. Fuck it. So the new Dominaria leak happened. Fucking A. They leaked that shit like a fucking. It feels like. like a leaky butt. It feels like every fucking set gets leaked now. Right? Like, yeah. didn't Ixalan get leaked? And then, like, Masters 25 or something. Or not Masters 25, uh, Iconic Masters or something got leaked. I remember. Like the first leak of uh, MTG spoilers I ever saw was Gate Crash. They like accidentally leaked uh, Aurelia, the War Leader, and Boriborigmos enraged, and I was all like, "Oh crap, dude! Somebody's gonna get fired." But that was like two cards. Now they're leaking like the entire fucking set, pretty much like every time. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and this one looked so. It looked so constructed because they had like plot lines like done out. It was like, and it was like, it was spoiled in Chinese. And so like they translated it and they're like, oh, well, it's just just the whole set. They're just telling us with the mechanics and everything. There's like five to 10 spoiled cards. They spoiled some planeswalkers. There's a new Karn that's like five loyalty planeswalker for four mana. Um, I don't know what any of the abilities do, but minus two is uh, you create an artifact creature. It's a star star for the, the number of artifacts you control. So he'll already be at three loyalty. Uh, four mana is kind of expensive for affinity, but he's going to come out and put out a dude that's like a six, six. And you're going to be like, go. Yeah, I don't know. Basically, like, what do you even make of this, dude? Like, how are they honestly like getting their shit leaked like you never hear of anything else like this with other games like fucking hearthstone or uh Yu-Gi-Oh or any of that shit dude like are do they have spies that are like spying on fucking watsi at this point and it's like if they did send this email to somebody Who's the douchebag that fucking gave up the information? You know, it seems so fucking. Hold on. I got to pause up. on this real quick. I can't yeah. even fucking look at this Dominaria leak because I have to install Office to look at it. Let me go on Reddit. No, just go to mythic spoil- mythicspoiler.com. Oh, is it Mythic Spoiler? They have that shit already? Yeah, they'll, they'll have the cards at least. So Karn, Scion of Urza, four mana for a legendary Planeswalker Karn. Oh, wow. They have all these like. Minus one, put a card that you own with a silver counter on it. Um, minus t- or plus one, reveal. The- Don't you usually go in and like do all this stuff like after the fact and make it sound all cool? Yeah. 
Karn, Scion of Urza. Four mana for a five loyalty legendary planeswalker Karn. Reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them. Put that card into your hand and exile the other with a silver counter on it. Minus one. Put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. Minus two. Create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. So they're bringing back some cool shit here, dude. Um... They're bringing back old cards, and I fucking love that, dude, because, like, some of my old favorites are going to be in this shit. Like, uh, they're bringing back um, Siege Gang Commander and Icy Manipulator. Like, I don't know if you remember Icy Manipulator, but, like, back in the day... Royal Assassin. That was the shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Royal Assassin, Icy Manipulator. Yeah, because Royal Assassin could could kill anything that was tapped so you would tap them with icy manipulator and then kill the royal assassin and people would be like what my creature's just dead now and you're like yeah your creature's just dead now right but he's summoning signal i can tap it he's dead <laughs> and i feel like we had talked about legendary sorceries before uh on the show i don't know what episode it was that we were like yeah legendary sorceries but we called that shit because i remember us talking about it yeah and they're making them now dude like a fucking legendary sorcery you have to control a legendary creature or a planeswalker in order to cast them and they're all like pretty fucking awesome cards if i like all the ones that they've shown so far yeah they look pretty great and uh there's gonna be a thing where you get counters if you cast a legendary creature, an artifact, or like a legendary sorcery. But it's called what are the sorceries called now? They're called something else, like um, like epic scrolls or some stupid shit. No, they call it historic. Historic is what they call it. So a historic spell is either a legendary it has the legendary super type, or is an artifact, or one of the new enchantment types called a saga. And the sagas, they uh, accumulate a lore counter at the beginning of your first main phase, pre-combat. All the ones that I've seen so far, they have three chapter abilities. So, for an example, you got the Song of Freylise. Your first two chapter abilities, you know, creatures you control, tap for one mana of any color. And then on the third uh, saga, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and they gain Vigilance, Trample, and Indestructible till the end of turn. But then once you put that third lore counter on there, you have to sacrifice the enchantment. Like, it's not on board anymore. So it's kind of like, you know, you're saying, like, some kind of sorcery because it isn't, it's like a temporary permanent. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah, you get you get a couple shots. With yeah, it. yeah, for sure. It's like it does one thing, then it does something better, and then it's gone. You're like, all right. I think it's cool. I guess I like. I don't know. That's cool. They're bringing back kicker. That was one of my favorite mechanics because. See, without John here, there's nobody to shit on this. It's terrible. Yeah, there's nobody to throw cold water on our boners right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So we're just like the biggest fucking dorks right now. Like, oh my God, Dominator is going to be so fucking hype. And then when John comes back, he's going to be like, you guys are fucking idiots. This is the worst set ever. I know. People are talking shit about Karn and he has four mana. What the fuck are silver counters going to do for you? Well, you return a card from exile that has a silver counter on it to your hand. Think of it like this, you know, like every other turn draw two. If Karn never gets attacked, he just always stays at five. He goes from six to five, six to five. So it's like you get the worst card first because your opponent gets to choose which one you get. And then you get the other one next turn. So I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's, you know, it's not game breaking like the seven mana Karn was. But what do you want? It's only four mana. It's colorless, you know, so you're putting it in any deck. It looks like this. um this set really rewards you for playing with planeswalkers and legendary creatures. Like that seems to be a core part of the gameplay mechanics is like having these legendaries. Oh, this is terrible. Kind of. This is fucking terrible. A Nambo with Mox Amber though. You can't play Mox Amber or you can't tap Mox Amber. If Karn is the only legendary you have. Blah, blah, blah. Donald Trump. Blah. This is terrible. Oh, are you being are you being John right now? <laughs> you couldn't tell it sounded just like him. Dude, it totally did. It totally did. I like this Karn, and the thing is, like, it's gonna be a little expensive to run it in affinity, but I'm gonna try to run one or two of these guys. It gives you a little card advantage once you fizzle out, plus you could you could just drop an XX for the number of artifacts you control, and that protects Karn. So this wouldn't be a main board card in Affinity, though, right? This would be like your sideboard plan against Control or Jund or some shit like that. Yeah, I think the main deck plan is so fast. And and turn three, you want to be striking in lethal or turn four, you know, lethal. You don't want to be casting a Planeswalker and, and making a creature. I feel like when you go when you go your turn three play, you really want like Master of Ethereum. It's going to pump your team. You want like something that's going to be like, all right, right now game over fuck yeah so people are hating on karn but besides that i mean this set looks fucking super sweet dude they're bringing back they're bringing back a lot of old cards which i think is gonna maybe power down standard somewhat just because creatures from back in the day aren't that powerful but i gotta admit that the reprints that i'm seeing so far are like some of the more powerful creatures from standard past. Like they're bringing back Lana War Elves. Lana War Elves. One green for one one creature elf druid. Tap. Add green to your mana pool. I think Maro had said something like, oh, uh, one mana uh, creature that taps for mana is just too powerful for standard. It's completely warping the standard format. So from now on, we're going to make mana dorks that are two mana, but they tap for mana of any color. So it's better fixing, but not as good ramp. Yeah, fuck that. And and thing is like, yeah, I, I was about to say that. That Land of War Elf is going to make green decks viable again where right now i feel like there's a lot of red decks and shit just run over run over fucking big green decks i want to ramp into a big monster that's gonna be so fun so if you're playing like a green if you're playing a green dino deck are you wanting to play lana war elves drover of the mighty or both 
there's nothing. I think you always want to run Lana War Elf. The thing is, there's nothing more broken in Magic when you go turn one Lana War Elf, turn two like a mana and like two more Lana War Elves or something like that, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm gonna untap. It's gonna be so disgusting. Any mana ramp, I think. I think it's going to be like... Yeah, so both. You're going to have a handful of top-end creatures and then just a lot of ramp. And then you'll have... Yeah, for sure. Like burn spells and shit like that. It's going to be bring back like a green-red monsters archetype. So I've been playing a green-black deck. It's like a green-black mid-range on MTG Arena. And I don't even play the Drover of the Mighty. I've been playing Thunderherd Migration. Thunderherd Migration. One and one green for a sorcery. Has an additional cost to cast Thunderherd Migration. Reveal a dinosaur card from your hand or pay one. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle your library. I just think that that's better ramp than creatures are. Like, I like the sorceries that allow you to uh, put a land into play or just like even a creature like um, Sakura Tribe Elder that lets you put a land into play rather than having to rely on having that creature around to tap for mana. Secure Tribe Elder was so good because you could block and then sack him. So he was he was like a little roadblock and and your mana ramp. It's pretty great, man. Drover of the Mighty, one and one green for one one creature human druid. Drover of the Mighty gets plus two, plus two as long as you control a dinosaur. Tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. He's uh, one in a green. He taps for any color mana. And if you control a dinosaur, he gets plus two, plus two. So he can attack in the later game. He's pretty good. But I just, I don't play him because often like... They have the removal spell. The worst is like when you play two of them out and then they just like golden demise and you just lose both of them. And so you're fucked out of like two turns, two cards and two mana. That's pretty bad. That's a huge play. Yeah. So it looks like uh, they're bringing back that card Lich from alpha i haven't seen this yet i'm looking at the spoiler lich's mastery okay three and three black the original lich card was just four black mana so it says uh, hexproof you can't lose the game and whenever you gain life uh draw that many cards Whenever you lose life, for each one life you lost, you have to exile a permanent you control or a card from your hand or graveyard. And when Lich's Mastery leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. Seems good. That seems nuts, dude. (laughs) There are some cool cards like Rat Colony. Rat Colony is a one-on-one black uh, rat creature, rat colony gets plus one plus oh for each other rat you control. A deck can have any number of cards named rat colony. It's a two one for two mana. Oh, dude, you can play that with relentless rats. Relentless rats. One black black for a two two creature rat. Relentless rats gets plus one plus one for each other creature on the battlefield named relentless rats. A deck can have any number of cards named relentless rats and just have like and pack rat oh dude yeah they're doing it they're bringing black rat deck dude modern it's gonna be terrible Uh, (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. It's uncommon. That sounds. That seems pretty cool. I like that shit. I like uh, cards that are like that. A deck can have any number of. Uh, I have a commander deck that plays Shadowborn Apostles. I've Shadowborn, Shadowborn Apostles. Apostles. I've one black for one one creature human cleric. A deck can have any number of cards named Shadowborn Apostle. One black. Sacrifice six creature cards named Shadowborn Apostle. Search your library for a demon creature card and put it on the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Got like 46 Shadowborn Apostles and then like a bunch of demons. That card's got to be expensive now, right? Because everyone wants like 40 of them. Oh, I, right? oh, I don't even know, dude. That was, it was such a garbage card. I have a shitload of them, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I used to I used to have a bunch of them, and I'm just like, this is card's trash. But if you think about it, over time, a lot of people probably do build commander decks like that. And how how many can possibly be out there before there's going to be a shortage of that card? I think we get foils, Sid. This is it. I don't think I've ever Specul- seen a foil Shadowborn Apostle. Holy crap, dude. Speculation Corner with Tim and Sid. Tonight we're running on the right track I know we never gonna look back Oh, I just wanna have a good time Alright, welcome to Duckets or Fuck It. My name's Tim. You might know me from Magic and Hash. If the only job you can get is making change at the arcade, I'd take it. Because it makes sense. And joining me from American Freakcast, who do we have? Oh, here we go. Sell all your magic cards and then spend the money on pot. That's my financial advice. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next week, we'll have financial guest John Holland to talk shit about all the cards that we talked about this week. Yeah, like, where is he this week? I feel like he should be here to rein us in. Holy crap. They're like 250. That's a lot for a fucking uh, common. All right. So look at this. There's a... Uh, an ape warrior. His name is Grun the Lonely King. Don't you think that it kind of like going for that throw on the lonely, the, the troll shit? All right, so it's kicker three. He's a five five. Uh, if Grun the Lonely Troll was kicked, he enters the battlefield with five one one counters on it. Uh, whenever Grun attacks alone, double its power and toughness until end of turn. Legendary creature Grun. That's a big dude, man. This is a fucking monster. They're bringing back all of these like old school magic characters. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think that this is going to be like a very, um, it's not going to be a very big money set. I don't think because like you're looking at the cards that they're reprinting so far, what they've shown, what they're reprinting. And it's like, I don't know. I could be wrong because there's so many commanders in it, dude. Do you see what's going on? Karn, Scion of Urza. They're going to have Urza. Okay. What is that card going to look like? They have to nerf it. It can't be just like fucking some insane, powerful Planeswalker for two mana. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if they'll have an Urza Planeswalker card, though, because they usually only have like three Planeswalkers per set tops, you know? Usually it's only two. Maybe the next one, it's like they're setting up to make an Urza card, right? They're bringing back all these old heads of state, and then they have Karn, Scion of Urza, and they like name Urza in his card. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? It's, you're right. 
the Urza's like Urza's ruinous blast or whatever. Yeah, I think you're gonna see an Urza card. Oh, they're also bringing back the Innistrad lands, the uh, enemy colored check lands, which means that mana and standard is gonna be great, dude. Those are those are gonna go so good with the cycling lands from Amonkhet. Gaia's blessing. Gaia's blessing. Gaia's blessing. One and one green for a sorcery. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from his or her graveyard into his or her library. Draw a card. When Gaia's Blessing is put into your graveyard from your library, shuffle your graveyard into your library. Yeah, that's an old card, man. They're bringing that back. But that's going to be good in standard. You think so? Well, I mean... They put it in cube, so... Yeah. People are killing your bombs, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to put my three fucking bombs that you could hardly deal with back in my deck. Draw a card. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. Uh, I know that people, like, I see a lot of people play Gaia's Blessing and Commander also. It's a great way to keep yourself from getting milled. You know what I mean? Well, I, I hate I hate when, like, in Standard, because there's so many, like, huge threats and answers, huge threats and answers. You're like, man, if I just had my flying threat that's sitting in the graveyard right now, I could keep doing damage to this guy. And it's like, okay, well, this allows me to kind of put it back in my deck at least, kind of stretches the game. And you might have a chance of drawing yeah. it if you, like, you know, draw it off of the... I mean, I think Guy's Blessing, yeah, you're probably right. It'll probably see some play in standard, at least in the sideboard. I know that it's good against Painter's Servant. Painter's Servant, two colors for a 1-3 artifact creature scarecrow. As Painter's Servant enters the battlefield, choose a color. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells and permanents, are the chosen color in addition to their other colors. So, what, what if they, are they going to bring back Painter's Servant? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Legendary creature elf druid, Marwin, the nurturer. One, he's a 1-1 one, one for 3 mana. Whenever, <laughs> Why are you doing the voice right now? Don't do the voice right now. That's just weird. <laughs> whenever another elf creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Marwin, the nurturer. <clears throat> Add a green equal to Marwin's power. Tap. Oh, dude, here's like a mythic rare that's probably going to be $50 someday. Lyra Dawnbringer. Lyra Dawnbringer. Three and two white for a five-five flying first strike and lifelink legendary creature angel. Holy fuck! Other angels you control get plus one plus one and have lifelink. Yeah, dude. Like people love fucking playing with angels and commander, and this is the angel fucking commander to end them all, baby. Wow, a five-five flying first strike lifelinker for five mana is disgusting, and it pumps all other angels and gives them lifelink. <sighs> you're, wow, you're gonna gain so much fucking life. That's stupid. That is stupid. And then next turn, entreat the angels for for two. I really think that like. Commander players are going to fucking love this set. People have said they're already nutting for Commander already. Like, there's so many legendary creatures in this set, dude. Like, yeah. Commander, like, they shouldn't even release a Commander product this year because this is it. This is way better than any of the pre-con Commander decks they've ever made. Just this, just what's been spoiled in this set alone, you know? (laughs) 
so far. All right, so look at this. Whisper Blood Lit liturgist liturgist or whatever his name is uh whisper blood lit liturgist liturgist or whatever his name is uh, three in a black for a two two legendary creature human cleric tap sacrifice two creatures return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield there's so many creatures that when they enter they spit out a couple dudes um and you could sack them and then bring back same guy dude do this with siege gang commander you could get that combo and draft right i just i think this is Does so busted yeah it's just you have to have some way to untap him to keep sacking but you could unlimited get unlimited creatures or something there's gonna be there's gotta be some way to like you sack this guy you get creatures and then that, then you tap untap him sack it you sack the second guy and then you get the first guy back and then you sack him again and then you know what i mean just keep going off just be like, all right, I'm just going to have unlimited creatures now. Go. Yep. That's what I'm doing in my life. Just having unlimited creatures. Yeah. Good game of commander, bro. Yeah. Dude, people that play shit like that often don't last long in commander groups. They're just like, uh. You're like, hey, man, you want to play some commander? They're like, ah, nah, man. Yeah, turn six is pretty shitty for me. But you're like, but but Ryan Tice, like, you love playing commander. It's your favorite format. I'm good. (laughs) Come on, Ryan. Talking about it all the time. Yeah, for sure, man. That guy's cool, man. Like, that's one of the dudes from uh, the Pit Imps posse. So I've been talking... I've been talking to that dude for a fucking while, dude. A lot of the people that were like in the original Pit Ems posse and then kind of went from cast to exile to magic and hash, which I feel like is a great progression, you know, because you have like Pit Ems podcast sucks uh, cast from exile. It was OK, but it just didn't come out that often. And now you just have magic and hash fucking just sweet ear sex audio every two weeks like clockwork, bro. Like clockwork. So, Miltani, <laughs> <laughs> Yavamaya's avatar. Uh, so, it's four green green for legendary creature elemental avatar. It's a zero zero reach trample. It gets plus one plus one for each land you control and each land card in your graveyard. The show. And then has this, has another ability, one and one green, return two lands you control to your hand. Return Multani from the graveyard to your hand. So this thing, you play it late. It's a fucking brick shit house. It's fucking coming in. Reach and trample just stops everything. And then basically if they kill you, just like, I'll just return it. It'll be a little bit smaller, but I'll play it land next turn and then fuck it. It's like control fucking killer. Dude, I like it. Straight up, dog. Are we going to just do this, talk about cards the whole time? I don't know, man. I, I'm just like, now that I know that I kind of want to go take another bong hit before we interview this guy. What's going on? Sentinel of the Pearl Trident. It's a five mana, three, three merfolk with flash. 
When he enters the battlefield, you may exile target historic permanent you control. If you do, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next end step. So it like saves one of your shits, kind of, or flashes it so that, like you're saying those sagas, like that you have to you have to sack them. Yeah. You could flash it, flash the saga, and then you get chapter one again or whatever. Back, That's kind of back cool. to the beginning of the book. Sometimes I have to do that, man. I'll be like reading something, and then I'll a couple hours will go by, and I'll realize, man, I've been reading this book, but I have no fucking idea what's going on. So I have to like go back in a few chapters and try and get try and get back into it. Yeah, some books still out like that, especially if you get to the bottom of the page and you're like. I feel like I didn't even read that fucking page. Like, right. I have to read that page again. What the fuck? Reading books fucking lame, dude. Like, I don't know why people would do that anymore, but sometimes you have to, you know, like when the internet's out and shit, it's like really <laughs> crappy movies in your head. Who wants that? We have high definition movies <laughs> for real, bro. Like, I don't know. I definitely rather, uh, I'd definitely rather just watch porn than read a book. I I read porn for the, the articles. Yeah, dude, actually, that's funny you should say that because, like, I had this homeboy that uh, he had a huge fucking collection of porno mags. And, like, after a while, you'd get desensitized to, like, looking at porno mags that wasn't sexy anymore. So I just started taking them into the job. I mean, when I took a shit just to like read them. So I'd like read the porn reviews and stuff. And that was pretty hot, dude. I became very knowledgeable of like the porn industry, man. I could have been, I don't know. I could have done a porn podcast back in the day. Cause I knew like, I knew everything about that shit. I feel the same way. Like I, uh, my buddy had a, uh, a subscription to playboy so they were always in the john and it's like you can only look at tits and shit so much but then like you're like all right well here's pickup lines funny pickup lines to use right. all right well here's this and like in playboy they have like lots of cool shit to, to like for the gentleman reader to become more savvy or whatever you're like cool and it's like i ended up picking up uh le- slightly less fatter chicks at the bar because of that that's awesome that is awesome dude it's like knock 10 pounds off my game yeah man (laughs) i want you guys to go home and hold your loved ones tonight because you never know when that loved one is going to cheat on you and rip your heart out so i'm just saying moving on sit moving on straight up dog you never know though he's right that never happened to me because i'm too cool but I'm just saying. For sure. Um, I fucking kick that shit to the curb. What are we talking about? Uh, we talking about Fight with Fire. <laughs> Fight with Fire. Two in a red for a sorcery. Kicker, five in a red. Fight with Fire deals five damage to target creature. If the spell was kicked, it deals ten damage divided as you choose among any number of targets instead. Those targets can include players and planeswalkers. So there looks to be like, <clears throat> I guess, a bit of a um, tribal theme going on here in Dominaria too, because we got Goblin War Chief and Siege Gang Commander back. But also, I saw that wizards are a thing now too. They have the uh, wizards uh, cycle of wizards instants that are like 
throwbacks to back when instants were fucking still the most powerful cards in the game. Like you have Wizards Retort, one and two blue. It's a cancel, but it's a counter spell if you control a wizard. So it actually costs one colorless less. I don't know, like, I always thought Wizards was kind of weird because it was a deck that wanted you to play creatures and instants and sorceries. You know, like, it seems a little like it's trying to do too much. Yeah, I am glad they brought back a lot of cool tribal shit. Like, uh, they brought back Homerids. Yeah. Which are the little crab people. So my Homerid commander deck is gonna is gonna get some shit and maybe i'll take out a snapcaster or you know some useless what are you even talking about and then um are you having a stroke are you having a stroke right now so there's a (laughs) homerad explorer i don't play edh explorer um when homerad explorer enters the battlefield target player puts top four cards of their library into their graveyard he's three three so, I mean, every deck's going to want this. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we have Corrosive Ooze. Fuck yeah. And I, I think Oozes have always been powerful as shit, but it's a two-mana Ooze for... Uh, he's a 2-2. Whenever he blocks or becomes blocked by an equipped creature, destroy all equipment attached to that creature at the end of the combat or whatever. But it's like, if you have like an Ooze EDH deck... And, like, this might stop those guys who load up their fucking creature with equipment and fucking charge it. And you're just like, you have this sitting out there, and you're like, all right. I want to have a Homerid EDH deck. Like, how many Homerid creatures are there? I've never seen anything like this before. It's like a fucking battle crab. What's it? Are you? There's plenty of Homerids. Fuck yeah, battle crabs, dude. I want to fucking have battle crab tribal. <laughs> Let's look it up. All right, so <laughs> Homerid. Um, hmm. let's let's type Homerid MTG into the old big Google box. John, some googling music, please. <laughs> you know, on the Facebook. Oh God, John. Thank you so much. You know, on the Facebook. Crab people, crab people, taste like crab, look like people. That's the Homerids, dog. They're crab people. Alright, Homerid creature type. Ooh, Fallen Empires had a bunch of Homerids. Nice. That set uh, is old as shit. <laughs> so they're probably all terrible. Alright, so we got Deep Spawn. Five, a blue, blue, blue for a Six six creature with trample at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice you spawn unless you put two cards from your library into your graveyard. One blue deep spawn gains shroud until end of turn and doesn't untap during your next untap step. Tap deep spawn. So you could like save him by tapping him. But he's a fucking huge little fuck. He looks like a huge shrimp. Yeah. And then we got a <laughs> Homerid. Self-named, all right? 2-2 two, two, Homerid creature for two and a blue. Homerid enters the battlefield with a tide counter on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a tide counter on Homerid. As long as there is exactly one tide counter on Homerid, it gets minus one, minus one. As long as there are exactly three tide counters on Homerid, it gets plus one, plus one. 
Whenever there are four or more tide counters on a homerid, remove all tide counters from it. Wow, oh, that is shit. A, that is extremely confusing card for, <laughs> for what it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. This is the best EDH deck ever. Yeah, dude. Homerid Shaman. Homerid. blue, blue. For a 2-1 Homerid Shaman, tap target green creature for a blue. He's terrible. Four mana for a 2-1. Oh, my God. All right. Homerid Spawning Bed. Two, uh, blue, blue. It's an enchantment. One blue blue. Sacrifice a blue creature. Create X one one blue homerid or blue caramid caramid creature what? tokens where X is the sacrificed creature's converted mana cost. Homerid spawning bed, but you make camerids. Why isn't it called a camerid spawning bed? That's fucked up. I feel like that like you can't even play that card in your homerid deck because that is false. Sid, Sid, if you knew anything about homerids, you know that they are born as camerids and grow into homerids. You cannot just... Oh, okay. <laughs> God, get with the program. My bad. I didn't mean I didn't mean to offend any homerids. You know, you have to be really careful about the types of pronouns you use and shit today. As a matter of fact, that's another thing they're doing in the new set is they're changing. So like on a card, it used to say his or her, and now it's just going to say they. Like they tried to use like the broadest term. So you would be like, uh, say... You cast him to Torak. Uh, target player discards two cards from his or her hand at random. Now it'd just be like from their hand at random. I guess. I think that's cool because the his or her thing, like, that's always like such a stupid thing to read. I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to get away from saying gender at all on their cards. They're being so, like, PC. Back to our Hamra deck. Well, you got to do that these days, dude. Dude, we're not done with our Hamra deck. All right. <laughs> Are we still doing Hamrids? All right. Four and a blue for Hamrid Warrior. He's a 3 3 Hamrid creature. One blue. Hamrid Warrior gains Shroud until end of turn and doesn't untap till next turn. Tap Hamrid Warrior. All right. So it's got the same ability where it can, like, save itself. All right, now, here's a little Homerid hate, okay. all right? So if you have a friend playing a Homerid deck, which it's going to become a thing, sure. you could play, you could get an unhinged card called Old Fogey, and it's a it's a dinosaur with glasses, and for two, for a green-green, it is a 7-7 seven, seven dinosaur with phasing. Uh, it's got a communal upkeep one, echo of green-green, fading three, bands with other dinosaurs. It's got protection from Homerids. It's got snow-covered planeswalk, it's got flanking, and it's got rampage, too. So, you put this in your deck, you got two turns until he fades out. They literally just put, like, every old mechanic they could on this. Is that from un... Is that from Unstable, or is that, what is that, Unglead? Unhinged, yeah. Unhinged? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. All right. He has everything. All right, we got a hum uh, Viscerid Drone, one and one blue for a Homerid Drone. He's a one-two. We fucking love Homer. Sacrifice a creature and a swamp. Destroy target non-artifact creature. It can't be regenerated. Sacrifice a creature and a snow swamp. Destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Wow. This thing is fucking uh, sweet. 
So you do this with your little spawning bit? Is it really? You basically sacrifice a creature in a land and you can kill <laughs> anything, and this thing sits out there. Yeah, but it has to be a swamp, and homerids are blue. Like, what? why is it a swamp? Yeah. My homerid deck is going to be purely blue. Right. I don't want... Uh. I feel like the I feel like the Homerid deck is spread pretty thin, and like then there's stuff that you just can't play. Like you can't play old Fogey in your Homerid deck. No, but it's an anti-Homerid card. I wanted to just mention it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> they're <laughs> spread thin. Wait a minute, there's more. We got Viscera Deepwalker. He's four and a blue for a Homerid Warrior two three. Um, they're all so overcosted. One blue, Viscera Deepwalker gets plus one, plus O oh, until end of turn. Suspend four for one blue. Boom. In a couple turns, you get a two, three, that you pump. Oh, man. This deck is going to be dope. Worst episode ever. <laughs> I Dude, love it. Comrade Tribal is coming. I would play that in modern. For real. They need a legendary homerid though. I'm looking I'm looking through this leak and I'm not seeing too many legendary homerids, dude. I'm just saying. Magic and Ash will return after a word from our sponsors. Gotta pay those bills. Prostitutes have to eat. The old world taste long forgotten of a time when things were wholesome. A robust yet gamey flavor, unmatched by other breakfast meats. Sitswami's smoked and aged private selection is unlike any sausage you've ever tried. Most other sausages are pork, turkey, or even chicken. But we use a patented blend of all meats. We use 136 different meats. That's 46 different species. When making our world-infamous sausage. Sidswami Salami. If you think you've tried the best, now try the rest. John Holland brand toothpaste has been designed to remove everything including the first layer of enamel from your teeth. Specially engineered in labs by scientists, this special toothpaste is the final line of defense in oral protection. In conjunction with John Holland tongue and gum protectors sold separately, John Holland brand toothpaste offers a clean three steps past sterile. Now in two fun flavors, anchovy and black pepper. When you eat shit all day long at work, only one thing can get that taste out of your mouth. John Holland. You're listening to Magic and Ash Radio. Magic and Ash Radio. Welcome to Magic and Ash. singing to him. Man on the run. <laughs> man on the run. And a jailer man and sailor Sam. 
bad on the run. Dude, I've got so much weed ashes on my ear. Is it band on the run or man on the run? It's band on the run. That's by Wings, man. That was Paul McCartney's band when they when he left the Beatles. Bong hit. Be right back. We get a big, big, bam, bam. What a big, 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 boom. Yo. Zane thinks he's a rock star already. Hour late for the podcast. Hour late for the podcast, Mr. Rockstar. What do you think this shit is? Brick, 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 bam, bam, brick, bam. All right, Sid. Weed strain of the week. What do you got? Shit, I never, I never bothered to find out what the names are. For a while, it looked like some of the stuff was getting pretty old, but it looks like there was a fresh harvest recently. So that's good. That shit's real nice. Real nice. Get you in the times that we shed. Now it seems that it can't be repaired when the cold weather's over. I can go. Who all do we have on uh, from Path to Paradise today? We got the whole uh, we've got the whole band together right now. We've got uh, Connor, the lead guitarist. And I've got myself, who currently is playing bass. And we've got Mike over here, who is our percussionist. That's that's the whole band right now. Three dudes. Yeah. Dig it. Nice. So the 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 promos that and the songs that you sent me had had some chicks singing on it. Where where's that chick, guys? Come on. <laughs> where's the lady? We ran after ladies. Her name is Jesse. We actually hired her on just to do that song. So she's actually the one playing piano on that song and the female vocal track. But no, she's uh she's not actually an official member of the band. Um just brought her in for that one song. Awesome. So you guys have, are you guys releasing an album coming up or what do you guys have going on? Yeah. So we've got the five songs that are currently out on YouTube. And actually I think by the time this airs, uh, they're going to be released on Spotify and iTunes and five major, or actually about the top hundred major music bearing apps and websites, Pandora and Spotify, iTunes and Amazon, stuff like that. Uh, that'll be out Wednesday got a single coming out and then the whole first album is going to be dropping this summer so our goal is i want it to be 12 songs trying to spend two solid weeks on each song and hopefully by the end of the have our next album cool that sounds sweet so how much pussy are you guys getting from becoming rock stars that's what we really want to know uh <laughs> why do you say that because it's zero <laughs> zero no <laughs> We're, we're waiting a little bit because we've been kind of locking ourselves away and working on this super hard. Uh, and so we haven't really had a lot of time, or at least I haven't had a lot of time personally to... Uh, uh, I was supposed to get some last night, but unfortunately that didn't, that didn't pan out. <laughs> I mean, that's typical. When you're dedicated to your craft, sometimes art can cut into your pussy time. But... I want to know, like, how you guys got together. Like, how, first of all, how long has the band been together? I think that people may not know that you guys are like brand new. I started this band in, in September of last year. It's been through a few different arrangements and, and a few different instruments. And uh, now we've got, you know, three core members that are definitely going to stick around for everything. And I, I met Connor. November of last year? Not it was September eighteenth. September eighteenth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. This 
band started basically when I met Connor and I met Mike. What was that? December? Yeah, we've, we've only actually been uh, an official band together for about four months, but we've already released this first EP, which, which we got done with Final Track Studios in Roanoke, which is fantastic. Skip is our producer, and he's done an amazing job uh, helping us out and telling us, you know, this is what you need to do in order to get your music out there and make it good. So I've, I've known a lot of bands that are, are together for years even and don't even have the stuff that we've got ready. So I heard Mike is the funny one. Zane is the pretty one. Ooh la la. And Connor, sorry man, you're the one with the drinking problem. <laughs> no, you got me wrong. I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the drinking problem. Actually, I, I think um, I think of all of us, I was the one with the drinking problem for a while there. I was the one with the weed problem. With oh, weed's not a problem. Oh, that ain't no problem, buddy. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Not around these parts. Weed is never a problem. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It's funny because uh, the, the clocks just changed, uh, I guess, because daylight savings time started yesterday. So we, we actually, like me and Connor, woke up about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Ah, so that's what it is. These damn daylights. Oh yeah, they're fucking they're fucking our shit up, Sid. I don't even understand why daylight savings time is still a thing. Like, I guess it made sense back when like eighty percent of people were farmers, but nowadays, like, what's the fucking point, dude? Like, it just sucks. I had like one less hour of fucking uh, doing blow and jacking off last night. <laughs> You know, I value that time. <laughs> when you're drinking the night before, you're like, all right, six hours before I have to wake up, I won't be hungover tomorrow. And then you wake up five hours later and you, you have a splitting headache and you're like, what the fuck? My phone hates me. <sighs> yep. Right. That's exactly how it was. I, I woke up and saw a message from Sid on Facebook that was like, uh, are you moist? It was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. And I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I'm ready." <laughs> moist. That's why I'm so such good friends with Sid. He's really concerned about my moistness. Oh yeah. I just want to make sure that nobody's dry, especially in their crotchal region. So, are you guys like all living together right now? How is that situation going? Uh, no. Um, so we all we all live at so well. Basically, Connor and I live together because we hang out so much. House. Yeah, glug glug glug. Connor, we call him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Mike lives forty five minutes away from from the rest of us. So he's he's the one that's doing a lot of the driving right now. See, I got a wow. wife. Wow. I'm just on a rending tap right now. Nice. What he really means is I've got a wife, so I'm getting even less pussy than anybody. <laughs> I just love to play drums, man. That's it. <laughs> got to bang something. But I got to give a shout out to my wife. She's stuck for me with through this so far, and she supported us, and she likes both the guys. And Yeah, man. Definite shout out is in order there. I know it's got to be tough. Being a family man, uh, do you and your wife have kids? Uh, unfortunately, not yet. I mean, that's obviously been talked about since we've been together for like eight years now. Yeah. 
it's imminent. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, but you're trying to, like, you're putting a lot of your energy into your band right now, and it's cool of her to be supportive of that, because I know, like, uh, when I was trying to become a pro wrestler slash porn star, my girlfriends were always trying to hold me back from my dream. They were <laughs> like, uh, you can't fuck my mom and then suplex her through the coffee table. That's fucked up. And I'm like, babe, you've never supported me, you know, so... I supported you the whole way, Sid, and I also taught you how to hold back to make it much better. You right. showed me how to do that sweet wrist lock slash cunnilingus combo. Right. And without that, where would where would any of us be, right? Tungus the Bungus. You play Magic? Yeah, well, I used to. It's been quite a while. Couldn't get into the new stuff. That's awesome. Well, you might be excited to find out that they're bringing back all the old shit next month with uh, the 25th anniversary of magic they're returning to dominaria which was the original setting uh so lana war elves and icy manipulator ice age all that old shit's fucking coming back and like people are pretty excited about it right now so it's a pretty cool time to be a magic player that actually make me want to play again yeah i mean check it out i played when i was a kid and then got back into it like a couple years ago because like it's cool it's fucking fun it's it reminds me of shit that i i played when i was a kid it's like a warm blanket when the world hates me you know <laughs> i figured if i went to the comic book store to play with people that i'd just be with like a bunch of dorky ass kids with poor hygiene and don't get me wrong those kids are there playing magic but the most part of the magic community uh at least you know in places i've been are actually like pretty cool dudes that are like you know late 20s early 30s uh you know have wife kids stuff like that you know normal dudes and not like fucking weirdos like 40 year old dudes that live with their moms and shit like that like just normal dudes yeah all right so wacky news okay. let's do some fucking wacky news boys yeah Magic and Ash Wacky News! Ow! Live from a hookah bar, this is Wacky News. So Oklahoma City police are searching for a man who uh, walked off with $400 worth of beef jerky from a convenience store. Now this guy... He looks just like a normal teenager. Like he looks stoned when he goes in, and then he, he walks out with just arm loads of fucking beef jerky, and no one stops the kid. That's what <laughs> happens when you be hitting them dabs, yo. I bet he had all intentions to pay for it, but just forgot. <laughs> this just then, four hundred dollars of beef jerky ends up about two packs, right? Oh, good lord! It's expensive. Like, how much beef jerky can you really get for four hundred dollars? Like. Apparently. obviously it was enough for like a fucking kid to be able to carry like it's not like do you think he had like a whole shopping cart or like a basket full of beef jerky or was he just carrying it all in his arms like cradling it like a baby definitely not even a quarter cow it was probably just like a little shank Can you imagine getting a felony charge over beef jerky <laughs> i know well it's under 500 dollars, right so that's the limit so it's like it's misdemeanor he knew what he was doing so in Indonesia, there is a zoo that has recently come under a lot of scrutiny because uh, Facebook has been circulating pictures of an orangutan smoking a cigarette. And it's, a, it's an orangutan who's been smoking cigarettes for 15 years. And you, you can't stop that. No, you, not, 
point. <laughs> so now that uh, Zoo is becoming, it's now they're it being investigated about all their animal practices. But I mean, I think taking away his bong was the worst thing. And now they're going to try to take away his cigarettes. It's fucked up. You know, the funny part about this whole segment is that, like, for me at least, I haven't really been paying attention to the news except for, like, the local news and weather because uh, I've been I've been so busy with this music stuff and an and actual job, of course, uh, for right now that, that uh, I haven't really been watching. So the first news that I'm hearing in probably a couple of months is about, so far, a guy who stole $400 worth of beef jerky and an orangutan in Indonesia that's smoking cigarettes. So wait, you don't listen to Magic and Hash wacky news? Sorry. Here at Magic and Hash, we delve into the stories that you want to hear about, right? Exactly. <laughs> Best news segment, 2018. I wonder what brand of cigarettes the orangutan smoked, though, man. Like, do you think he had, like, a preferred brand, menthol only, or, like, what's up with that? Newports, bro. Really. He's, he's smoking Eagle 20s. <laughs> Cools or something. <laughs> Is it racist to say that he smoked cools? I mean, like, he's from Africa? He's from Africa, right? All right, so now until April 27th, NASA is receiving online submissions for you or anyone you want to submit your name, and it could be added to the Parker Solar Probe and launched into the sun. What? So wait. wait, you can vote for people to be launched into the sun? No, you put your name on this deal, and then it's launched... To the sun, and um, I just feel like this is a, a great use of taxpayer money. <laughs> so essentially, you can pick a name that you're going to get launched into the sun. Yeah, so, I, I guess. I, but I uh, for it, it, so it's going to go. It's going to go four million. It's going to try to go four million uh, miles from the sun, where it'll, it'll reach temperatures of up to. Uh, 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, and it'll jump from a cold pocket through that and try to survive. And it's they're trying to t- test the materials, that man-made materials, but things going to just burn up. Just going to fuck them. Burn up. That's crazy. Can we vote to send somebody to be blasted into the sun, though? Because I'm pretty sure if we could vote for Donald Trump to be president, we could definitely vote for him to get fucking launched into the sun. Grab him by the pussy. If people came together, I'm sure that they could pick anyone they wanted to, man. And I've, I've got a few people on my personal list that I would totally put into the sun right now. Uh, namely, our, our old drummer. I would launch him into the sun in a heartbeat. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, oh, sorry. That, talk about that some one. wacky news. Oh, talk man. <laughs> There's a hot take. Oh, man. Zing. Oh, this is a bad scene. I mean, if, am I allowed to talk shit on here? Yeah, and Connor totally. and Connor. Yeah, put the toilet seat down, Connor. Yeah, animal. No, all we ever want is for people to come on here and totally fucking have a meltdown, dude. We've had it a couple of times, and it was great. <laughs> all right, well, uh, am I good to say his name? Uh, sure, huh? it's up to you, Jesse. And this guy, Jesse, you motherfucker, you motherfucker, Jesse. You slept with my sister. Uh, I appreciate you being with me on this already. But no lie, this guy was probably the most... I don't even know how to describe him other than just the biggest... Yeah, self-absorbed, 
self-righteous, didn't give a shit about anybody but himself. Guys, I'm right here. Not, not you, Mike. <laughs> not you, Mike. <laughs> but the guy, to my face, this is the reason he isn't in the band anymore. To my face, looked at me and said, why are you being a bitch? While I was doing absolutely nothing. Just over and over again, would not stop doing it. So I eventually just told Zane, I'm either going to leave or this dude's going to leave. And Zane was like, no, no worries. This is a pretty easy choice. Yeah. Um <laughs> and that's why, and that's why I'm not spinning. <laughs> you know, the, uh, so, so you weren't being a bitch at the time, though. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't doing. <laughs> All right, I have to ask the hard questions. I'm sorry. I gotta. Yeah, good, I was man. literally just sitting there playing guitar. I don't like this Jesse guy either. One time, he like used some tax loophole to save like a thousand dollars, and like some little kid got AIDS. So. so. <laughs> I thought for a second you actually knew the dude. <laughs> oh, uh, what do you think about Jesse, the Iron Sheik? Jesse, you're no good, the motherfucker. I break your back. I make you humble. I give you the camel crotch. The men, every all intelligent wrestling fans around the world, especially Macho of the Arena, Madison Square Garden, New York and New York City, they know who was a chap when before that Hollywood blonde jabroni, Hulk Hogan, Aaron Sheik. He's uh, just an all-around, all-around bad dude, and uh, somebody that we really didn't want sticking around. Um, somebody that we definitely like couldn't see ourselves playing oh, with. Oh, dude, just tell them about the Jam Shack and they'll completely. Oh yeah, it. okay. So, <laughs> so this guy, um, for one, he's twenty-seven. No, he's twenty, twenty-eight. He's twenty-eight now. Uh, he lives with his grandmother. Doesn't get a job. Uh, refuses to support himself. Um, has spent all of the money that he has saved on recording equipment that he has stashed in his grandmother's shed in his backyard, where it's uh, he does recording sessions in this terrible little studio thing that he's got set up there. Um, which, which is, uh, if you're if you know anything about sound and, and audio and, and how that works, um, just terrible. Uh, like I could probably get a better recording in a bedroom. Uh, that had like mattresses up on the wall. I think the worst part is that he was charging the same price that Final Tracks was. Yeah. He said to do fifty dollars an hour, where Skip's at fifty-five. Yeah. So Skip is our our producer. He runs Final Track, and great dude. Been working in the music industry for about fifty years or or more. Uh, and his studio is incredible. I mean, if you if you look it up, it's it's uh, Final Track Studios in Roanoke. But he's got this whole thing built specifically to record music and audio. And he's charging $55 an hour to us uh, to record. And Jesse was charging 50 for basically using his grandma's shack. And uh, tried, actually, when we started getting into it with him, tried making us pay him even though he was in the band. And that was just a really bad uh, scene. That was kind of like the first straw. Um, and then he was just super disrespectful and tried changing the music. Uh, yeah, he wanted us to be... Post hardcore, <laughs> right? Yeah, he he was trying to make us into like a punk emo band, uh, which is which is not really us. I hated always picking up all his Valtrax rappers all the time. Fucking dude's got herpes. Sorry, ladies. Dude, Leroy <laughs> left the top down on his Cadillac. Just got that shit fucking detailed, and Jesse took a shit in it and didn't wash his hands. Yeah, just all around <laughs> terrible guy. Just not a good person.
We call him Tiny Dick Jesse around the water cooler. I think <laughs> we call him Loose Butthole Jesse around the around the rum cooler. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would launch him into the sun uh, in a heartbeat. All right. Next story: A zebra broke away in Phoenix, Arizona. A zebra broke away from the Chandler Ostrich Fe- Festival and was killed by an SUV on the highway. Um, oh, that's a bad day. And it's like you're on your way to school with your your. Four-year-old niece, you're just your your brother's out of town. You felt like you'd take over for the weekend, and then this is just a horrifying incident. Just a horrifying incident for that little girl. Oh man! Why was there a zebra at the ostrich festival? Was it like running amok, fucking shit up? <laughs> I guess this this is this is the Chandler Ostrich Festival. Thousands of people come from place to place and it's been growing every year and they have a parade and then they have like ostrich races and all sorts of crazy shit but this zebra and a bunch of animals were in like a petting zoo area and it fucking a bunch of animals broke free and that one they couldn't catch it and fucking police said that they had to clean up zebra off the off the highway who do you think would win in a race a midget riding an ostrich or a fat guy riding a zebra the only way I'd be sad about the zebra is if it had Chris Rock's voice. The gift that keeps giving. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm just kind of picturing like, so in this situation, right? Like zebras are supposed to be like pretty dangerous animals, right? So it, is the person driving the SUV kind of like a public safety hero? That's Give that one. man a medal. <laughs> He's protecting people. Yeah, that zebra was going to eat a bunch of children if he didn't do that. This isn't like Harambe. This isn't a tragedy. This is a fucking triumph. (laughs) Fuck you, zebra. But you know, you know who fucking (laughs) let that zebra loose in the ostrich festival is fucking Jesse. That motherfucker. It probably was. It was probably him. And and I mean, to be fair, that could have turned into like a Planet of the Apes situation. Like right there. I mean, you know, who knows? You know, you let a zebra loose now and then in 10 years. You know, the world is ending because zebras have become self-aware and they know how to use guns. I mean, it could happen. They made movies about it. Or was that was that way too far? Whoa, man. Too far. Too fucking far, man. Pull it back. Maybe the driver of the SUV thought that the fucking uh, zebra was an NFL referee. That's why he killed him. <laughs> right. Definitely a Patriots fan there. <laughs> He's like, why are you always fucking sucking the Patriots dick? I'll kill you, Zebra. So this last weekend, it was spring break, and Florida, uh, Flor- in Florida, a uh, tractor hauling a bunch of bush beer got in an accident, and a bunch of bush beer was spilled all over the highway. Um, and people went to collect all the beer or whatever. But this reminds me of when I was in college, a turkey truck <laughs> went off on like one of the mountain passes and stuff like that. So there were all these turkeys and they stayed in the snow. So they stayed good for a while, but people would drive up there and collect turkeys. And they like at like Sears, they like sold out of freezers because people would just go buy a freezer and load it with turkeys and shit like that. It was like, fuck oh, wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. It was uh, the shit dude. Like the crash truck, they set up like a fucking volleyball net next to it. And fucking Kid Rock was performing on top of it. And like, I saw so many boobs, bro. It was fucking tight. My, my favorite brand of beer is free. And my second favorite is cold. Here at Magic and Hash, we want to commend the inventor of those little plastic bead necklaces. 
There is nothing greater than on your on your way to the lake for spring break. You stop by the gas station, you buy a bundle of those for like four bucks, and you're seeing titties all weekend long. The greatest shit. It's best to go to Costco uh, and buy them in bulk. I think it's like four ninety nine a pound for fucking Mardi Gras beads. But you got to make sure that none of them are falling out. So you know what you got to do? Got to wrap it up. <clears throat> All right, Sid. So where can where can people find you? Well, you can find us as always over on the Facebook group, Magic and Hash. It's a closed group. We're posting all types of fucked up memes and making all types of fucked up jokes on each other. Uh, the latest development with Steve Chapman. Uh, that was a thing that happened in the Magic and Hash group. Steve Chapman. Whoop, whoop. A mental strategist. Y'all think he's mad as just. The way he is and now Kasosa is bubbling to the top it is. Steve Chapman. The Magic and Hash group. Just get in on that because that is some serious flavor right there. When you can't listen to the podcast, that gets you in the in-between time. Still able to hang out with your homies. Uh, if you want to slide some of them duggets our way, though, head on over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash magic and hash. Kick us a couple of bucks. Help us, you know, support the show. It's not free to put out these podcasts, but we love it so much. We don't mind, you know, paying for it. And it's always going to be free for you guys. But it would be cool if like. You know, if you love hanging out with us and shit like that and just want to kick a couple bucks our way, any little bit counts, even like a fucking dollar a month. And you can even come be on the show as a special guest on the show. So you can actually come hang out with us like our boys Path to Paradise here and get in on an episode of Magic and Hash, you know, so check that out. Man, Steve Chapman is always getting into hijinks and posting those midget posts and stuff it's fucking funny dude that midget fight holy fuck that was hilarious just a little something to get you through the week i I was watching that while i took a poop this morning it was great (laughs) i watched it like a thousand times the other day and then that little midget just gets drilled at the end like some big chick runs up just fucking drills a little midget i was like holy shit it's like punching a kid so fucked up yeah i know you gotta kick them it's way more effective you know because they're down low in the Magic and Hash Facebook group, along with that, you get Aaron Sarley with his Photoshop fucking magic. Brian Travis, David Schmuck is always posting good shit. We love you guys. Join us. It's fun there. Path to Paradise, where can people find your music? How can we get a hold of you guys? Okay, uh, so we've got uh, the YouTube channel, which is where the music is uh, as of this recording, uh, as of this recording, um, and that is Path to Paradise Official on youtube uh and then you can look us up on twitter uh path to paradise band uh, we're on instagram we have facebook if you look up path to paradise band on facebook you'll find us and then uh, i think probably by the time this this comes out you'll be able to search up path to paradise on uh on spotify and itunes and actually find our music on there so uh you'll be able to find us um like our music uh obviously if you listen to it more we, we're gonna uh end up getting more and having the tools to make more. So if you buy it, uh, if you like it, buy it. And uh, we'll hopefully uh, be uh, hearing from everybody uh, really soon about uh, what they think. So on uh, YouTube or Facebook right now and then Spotify later on. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Tim Kempter on Facebook. 
hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. That was Path to Paradise at the opener, and here's another track off their album. Yes. 